This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? John Dembick. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? My primary role in the line dance community, I would say I'm a dance instructor and choreographer. I do, as I am here at the Vegas Line Dance Explosion, DJing. Mm-hmm. So I do that on the side also. But um, I'm pretty much known for choreography and instruction. Hmm. What are some some dances that you've choreographed that we might recognize? Uh, the one that really put me on the map is Waltzing at Twilight. Mm. Uh, that was actually promoted through at Big D Bash, Bluey Sauce, like that's the best one of the whole weekend. So that really, really put me on the map. And then after that, Head Over Boots mm. seems to be what everybody's like, oh, we love your dance here and there and that. Um, my first big break, though, was back in 2002, I believe. I did a dance called in the, uh, Jump in Line to Jump in the Line, mm-hmm. Harry Belafonte. And I did that as a choreography competition, one that it was in uh, the Grand Nationals, Southern Grand Nationals, I think it was line dance, a UCWDC event at the time, Southern Nationals. And the general manager of the Wild Horse Saloon in Orlando was there, was one of the judges, and he invited me to teach that dance actually at the club. So that was kind of like my real first big break and getting some notoriety. Hmm. And so. you DJ as well. When did you pick up that skill set? That has come just over time, just being able, having music on hand and being able to do it. So that has never been a... I would hate to say forte because I mean music is music, you know, communicating. Um, it's always been there. It's just places I've always been never have had needed me to be a DJ. Now I do fill in at the club that I do work at in Sarasota, Florida, White Buffalo Saloon, and uh, I do DJ part of the time there for my my classes, uh, two classes, Wednesday nights and Saturday nights. And then if they need to fill in when the other DJ can't be there, I, I do fill in there. Is White Buffalo Saloon the one that uh, has that video that has been circulated of, like, the towel guy and um, shows, like, h- how... The different characters? The different characters, the sort, sorts of people you see in line dance. Uh, um, there's a possibility, yes. I don't go to their n- normal webpage, per se, uh, but I guess that's something I'm going to have to research myself because I know there's um, the main dance instructor or the one that's been there the longest who was there when the club first opened up uh, did like a you know line dance class 101 kind of video hmm. and he uh, he works for actually the local news ABC news ABC, station yeah. ABC seven news there so he does um, so he does a lot of production work there for the uh, for the club and. Yeah, actually, their website actually has a Line Dance Central page. Yes, so, it does. So I believe it. Um, so I'm sure there's some kind of carryover or some something that I probably missed in in between. So I'm not going to say that it doesn't exist mm-hmm. and that that's the club. But now I, you gave me something to research. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I love that they have that relationship that Line Dance and mainstream media can get along. And, oh yeah, and they can each help the other out. Oh, yeah, and it's one of those club situations also where we also have a restaurant, too. So mm-hmm. you got dinner, dancing, everything there. It's very family-orientated. Uh, we allow people under 18 there to be there till 11 o'clock at night. 
Oh, wow. And then at, at that point, then the 18 year, if you're under 18, then you have to leave. Mm-hmm. But, um, which is one of those things in Florida, per se, I can't speak on behalf of other states, where you can be in a, a full liquor bar under the age of 21. Mm. It's just you get wristbands or X's or they mark the hands up. So, uh, especially if they, I believe also with, because they serve food. So, um, where I had grown up in Wisconsin, it's like you're 21 and to be in a club, anything that has full liquor bar. Mm-hmm. that doesn't have like a restaurant or food orientation. So, what, what does a typical night at White Buffalo look like? If you, let's say you, you're playing opener dances for the first hour, what might some of those be? And then as the night gets on, what are some of the really popular hit dances that everybody requests week after week? And then for the late night crowd, are there any special ones that they like? Um, a typical night at the White Buffalo, that would be, there's nothing really typical about the White Buffalo per se. It is open seven days a week because like I said, it's a full service restaurant and they do delivery out of their, uh, the facility also. Uh, the nights of dancing is Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Like I said, I do the Wednesday night. And that is the most open format that mm-hmm. they have at the club because the owner does want to try to keep it primarily country. Him and then the DJ have come to you know that understanding. Mm-hmm. Who or the head DJ, music director, uh, would like to keep it primarily country. But because of Wednesday nights a little bit on a slower night, they have given me the ability to play almost anything so like for example gypsy queen mm. i can do on a wednesday night but you're not going to hear it any other night yeah. because it's not going to fit the format not to say that we don't do dances that are not country non-country we can do non-country stuff mm-hmm. like despacito that song for sgs right um ain't too cool trevor thornton's dance mm-hmm. uh so we do enough non-country uh music but some of the things that you will see at events like Gypsy Queen, uh, Shady, uh, things of that sort, you're going. It's a lot harder to get into the club on the busier nights. Thursday nights is our ladies' night. That's our biggest night. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original instructor that was there, he gets that night, and then we brought in a person from another club, a uh, female, on Friday nights. Uh, it's kind of toned down a little bit. She's more easier dancing more country related and then my saturday nights i it's classified as a beginner class but i tend to make it like a beginner plus uh dance i try to bring in things that are more done worldwide more mainstream which has been my role trying to get the other two on board Mm -hmm. not to speak ill of them please because that's not the case because everybody has their vision on it right um but things that I, you know, I came into, let's say, like American Kids, for yeah. example. Uh, they do yeah. the dance that everybody else does, but for whatever reason, they leave the restart up. Interesting. So, because I wasn't there when it was brought on board, I wasn't there to say, hey, you really need to put this in here because this is what it is. And so there's been um, trying to, I've been there for a little bit over, uh, over a year and a half now. Uh, yeah, about a year and a half, two year, almost two years at the club so trying to mesh some of that in so there's new when new dances come in let's say champagne promises or lonely drum things that are really popular to get them to understand you need to teach this particular dance because this is what people are doing yeah. um because a lot of times without that communication there then they'll bring in a dance by somebody else is like well, why are you teaching this because everybody's doing that 
this one's not that hard, you know, just because they have a preference of a particular choreographer. Things that I teach, um, not to say that I wouldn't do the same thing sometimes. I believe it should be the quality of dance and how it fits the music versus just because somebody's name's on the dance, you know. I mean, I understand there's a lot, you know, your big names out there and we know who all the big names are. So I'm not going to focus on any particular person, but just because, you know, a dance could be really good for a club or whatever it is, but then all of a sudden because this person comes out with a dance, all of a sudden everybody gravitates to that one because it's that person's choreography. Now the other, peop other people will not, if they haven't been already exposed to that dance, someone that's, you know, just as good, if not even a better dance, but they don't get that exposure. So, I mean, before I, I do have to kind of cater to what our club also is. Uh, it is not an intermediate level cl club mm. for the level of dancers. There are some dancers that like to do intermediate level, but for every one of those, I have another 10, 15 that are not. So if I could do, for example, uh, Despacito, as I brought up earlier, most everybody's doing softly, gently, and whatever the other word is. Slowly, gently, softly. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so most people are doing that. Well, the other instructor found an easier dance to go for the club, which is perfectly fine, and I'm actually okay with it. Um, because the crowd that we have would find SGS to be a little bit more, more difficult. Though I do have to say that uh, your dance uh, craving you uh, can't walk away. Everybody loves it. <laughs> they can do it. So uh, I was I was told by another instructor to do it. He was teaching another person's dance to it. So I tried that one first, and they figured out they can do craving you. But then the actually let me back up a step. They had done Trevor's uh, Shape of You, mm -hmm. which is not the most easy dance to do the the pace and the the footwork that's in there and everybody was able to pick up that dance mm. so then i went to teach another dance for, to craving you which i thought would have been on par if not maybe a little bit easier they couldn't get it mm. so then i brought in your dance and then everybody loved it yeah. so um so it's just sometimes you just never can tell but um going back to the format at the club it does tend to lend itself to be more on the novice level of a dancer, not so much uh, the intermediate, mm -hmm. and which I kind of find frustrating because the passion that I have for dancing, I'm like, oh, you really need to learn this, but then I have to rein things back and says, okay, well, I can't teach it to this class per se because of the level, which is nice about my Wednesday night class because, again, I can go back to, I could play almost any kind of music with that. I can teach any level of dance and it's a good um, starting point, like if I want to bring in a dance for Saturday nights that would be more mainstream to the club on the other nights, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, how the Wednesday night class picks up the dance, how it's received, whether it's my choreography or somebody else's choreography, gives me a good uh, baseline in how I can, either how I, if I can bring it into the other ones, or is this just going to be a dance I can only do on Wednesday nights. So, that's... That. I'm curious about the um, the integration. Oh, and also I should probably uh, mention very quickly that at the, the ranch in Southern California, they have a similar issue with American kids. They have a night when they're not allowed to teach any dances that have restarts or tags or anything like that. So they start the dance a few counts early. That way, by the time they get to where the restart would be, they're all caught up. That's oh, how yeah. they solve that. 
That, yeah. yeah, I can see that, yeah. And then uh, I'm curious about the integration between local choreographers, or at least people who teach nearby, like Trevor, like Rachel Guyton, uh, and the White Buffalo. Do they ever drop in? Uh, do you have any kind of leanings toward their, their dances, if they stand on their own merit, as you say, uh, so that maybe people who see that dance and then think, oh, it's, it's a Florida person, maybe they'll go to one of their events? Um, that is something that I've been trying to integrate. Now, Trevor, we do quite a few Trevor dances. We have, obviously, I mentioned uh, Shape of View. Uh, I did teach uh, Coconut Water to Vacation. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's another club in the, in the area that they were doing a different dance to, and then every time they would show up, they would overrun the floor, so that Coconut Water never really caught on. People loved it. But it's just that's the other aspect from where I'm teaching because of the other club and because what they do there is just way out in left field. It's just like where are you coming up with these dances because I just don't get it, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe I'm biased because of my with my history, choreography, and things of like that. Um, but it's the the dancers that we have in Sarasota or even Bradenton, where I live at Bradenton, which is about 45, 50 minutes south of Tampa, um, they don't do too much event stuff. Mm. So the awareness of choreographers like Rachel Guyton, Trevor, um, they could almost, I hate to say they could care less. Mm. It's, just, it's just like, it's their country bar. We're going to come here and have a good time. The few that are event-driven, they go to events, they're more in tune to what's going on in the whole scheme of the world. You know, that's our little po- pocket, which tends to come on my Wednesday night class. Mm-hmm. And they come on the other nights, but they appreciate the, what I teach on Wednesday nights because they are now, at least they can do dances that are being done everywhere else where they can't necessarily get exposed to on the other nights. So when it comes to like choreography, I can say, hey, the person who choreographed, uh, Speaking of Trevor, uh, going ham, mm-hmm. uh, double D, I says, okay, well, this is his dance. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, okay, so now they kind of have a reference. Now we're into cool, something that we just brought on recently. Again, and I'm also non country, but it's been popular. They like it. So the only, that's the only way I can really reference choreographers is like, okay, the person who did this dance or the dance that we're doing here, this, this, this choreograph this dance so if there's any kind of uh, relationship in that way with people that's what the that's what it will be um, I taught a dance recently to uh, Larry Bass something mm. that he came out recently with so the guy who choreographed asking questions they everybody loves to dance brought it on got mixed reviews it hasn't really stuck you know and that's kind of one of those things you throw things on the, on the wall and see what sticks and what doesn't mm-hmm. so uh, which kind of goes with any club, I'm sure, or any, even at a dance event. You know, you put it out there and how it's received and kind of go after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that recently with uh, some dances that we taught at Sonoma State Lion Dance Club of uh, either Fred and Darren's or like combination of theirs, and you'll have Trespassing, very popular, and Off the Chain, very popular, but then Make It Shake, Follow Me have not been requested as much. And they're such a similar style by you know, the same combinations of people, but uh, for whatever reason, some, some grab them and some, the, some just don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just never know what catches the things, things I've choreographed over the years. 
it's like, okay, I really like this song. This is a great song. I have a, you know, I might do two or three at a time. I just get into a mood and I just start kind of choreographing things of that sort. And then I stay away for a few months. Not like when I first started doing choreography where I felt like, okay, I gotta do one of this song, one of this song, one of this song. Um, but it gets, you know, it's like, okay, I really like this song. I, something grabbed me to it. And then, I'll, and then I like it, I put it out there, and it just doesn't seem to catch. It's like, well, this is great. And people I show it to, they love the dance, and they may do it locally in Florida, here or there, but it just never grabs nationally or internationally. And then I'll come out with a song like Head Over Boots. So I say, hey, can you do a dance to it? Like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, nothing I would have given a second thought when I heard it or whatever. I put the dance together, and now it's like my biggest hit dance. You know, 50,000 hits on YouTube and all that stuff. So it's like... Which is still not as like nothing to us, like guiding or Rachel's and their you know YouTube hits and stuff like that. But for someone who's on my level for choreography and and that you know that's it's it's nice to see it. You know, mm-hmm. for me, it's never been. Hey, can I tour the world? Can I you know see this and that? You know, I would like you know obviously anybody who choreographs and teaches you know would like that uh, maybe uh, get to that level. Uh, but you know, I'm very re- realistic to it. So, I have uh, some people that New Mexico they do a dance of mine called Cabana Boy. Mm-hmm. It's a song called uh, "Umbrella Little Umbrellas" by Sarah Darling. I heard it on satellite radio. I thought I was going to tr- trans go from the satellite to or at Sirius XM to the radio. It never did, mm-hmm. but they loved the dance. Mm-hmm. So as long as they're happy and they're happy doing my dance. That's all I actually really care about. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing my dances. They enjoy it. You know, if something takes off, great. Great notoriety. But it's never been first and foremost. It's not. It's it's a hobby for me. It's not necessarily my career. But at the same time, you know, you like to see things be successful. You know, and it's something that you strive, I try to strive for. Mm-hmm. Trevor mentioned something similar in his interview where you can spend so much time on a dance thinking that that's going to be like your magnum opus, the piece you are known for, and then no one dances it. Mm-hmm. But then some little throwaway thing like, you know, just done in your kitchen with a couple of buddies and all of a sudden it's a worldwide hit. Like, what? Yes. How does that happen? Like, something about, I think he attributed it to like the looseness of the choreographic process means that uh, if it doesn't take you much time to like stress and worry over creating it, then somebody who's learning it isn't going to have to stress and worry over trying to apprehend it in their bodies. Yes, there's yeah a lot of truth to that. Yes, you know something, you know head over boots took me literally less than five minutes to choreograph, yeah. and it's like okay, you know I, it just kind of fell, it fell together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean. And you just never can tell with the dance community what's going to grab, what's not going to grab. I mean, I can talk with, you know, the other DJs, JP, Louie, other people, or other dancers, and a particular dance is really, really popular. It's like, you know, I can understand, like, right now, Champagne Promises, Lonely Drum, very, very popular, and I get those. I can, I can feel it, I get it, I see it. And then you come across a dance, and now, of course, this is my own opinion and my perspective on it, you see a dance and it's like the song's okay, or the dance is okay. It's like, but you kind of look at it as like I don't, I personally say I don't get it. Mm. You know, maybe I have a tendency maybe sometimes to overthink the process and overthink things. Something that's very simple, but a dance could be like it's like right now I can't think of one recently that it was like that. But 
in the past there's been a dance that would be very very popular and everybody's doing and it's just like I don't get it mm. you know um, because with my background I was in band for seven years so musically I could hear all the little nuances and the hardest thing for me as a choreographer if I'm putting dances together is to dumb down a dance mm. to make it simple because I hear all the little things in the music things that you can really hit and emphasize but most of the dance community I mean people like to dance so unless you have a, a musical background whether in music you know band or chorus or some kind of uh, jazz and tap that you can pick things up like that most people are going to miss that so I think more people have become more in tune to it thanks to Gaiden mm. because of that um, of his all the little nuances in his uh, arm work and mm-hmm. his hands and how he plays to the music uh, my church, I believe it was, with him and Fred Whitehouse, you know, pulling the knife out. Pull, or oh, to take me to church. Take yeah. me to church. Uh, so things of like that, you know, and I got to meet Gaiden before he even started, you know. Ironically, it was Wild Horse Saloon was where I had met him, and, um, and I told him, like, you know, if you do this, I mean, within a year, they'll be traveling the world. Because mm. you're adding an aspect of dance that has not been seen in a line dance community. Mm-hmm. And now you see all the Fred Whitehouses, Shane McKeever's, they're coming along, Trevor, mm-hmm. um, Roy Verdonk, um, all these people that have come up, seen Guy, and like, oh my God, that is so cool. Because he brought that hip hop, street dancing element to line dance that was never there. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I would think I would be, the closest thing to that would be Scott Blevins mm-hmm. uh, with his jazz tap background and dancing background. He has all that little hips and things of that sort. So. You can basically say guiding took it to a whole new level, and you know, and this is where like where line dance has come over the years, you know, and it, and it's refreshing to see that too because it's like, for me, th- when I got into dancing, line dancing specifically, because I used to do what guiding used to do, before I gained like eighty pounds and all that stuff, so I kind of looked like you guys before, mm-hmm. you know, but um, but when I go in from like street hip hopping from like the late eighties, early nineties to line dancing in the mid nineties. It was, you know, you got your whole country, everything's, everything's stiff, you know, and, you know, you do that. And it got to the point when I moved from Milwaukee to Florida, down in Tam- uh, Bradenton, Sarasota, going in the club there. Okay, got see, I got, you know, all these different dances that people doing that was never we were exposed to up in Wisconsin. And then it got to the point where I was almost burnt out mm. because the instructors at the time, and this is before I got into the choreography and, and teaching, um, it's just like I told him, why aren't you teaching some of these other dances? Because, you know, these, you keep on teaching things that you, we do in the club all the time. And as a person who learned line dance, I was going to clubs four or five times a week. If there was a place open, I was there dancing, doing it, and learning stuff. But that was me personally. That's my passion, you know, if you want to call it being tunnel visioned, you know, what I want, what I like to do. And she said, well, we always have new people coming into the club, so they need to know the dances that we do. And I'm thinking, I just got on the floor and I learned the dances. People, if they want to learn it, they're going to go out there and learn it, you know. Uh, You're alienating the people that have been dancing for a long time that want to progress with their dancing. And that was just a philosophical difference in me and the instructors that have come along the time and they were given positions to teach and not me at that point. And I got to the point where I was burnt out. Dancing is just like, well, I'm going to do these same. When I go to the club and do these same dances again, there's nothing challenging to me. 
and I had met some people, some women, who, uh, well, take, they took me to a dance event in Central Florida. Um, and it was my first real true experience going to dance events and being exposed to that world. It's like, you know it's out there. It's like walking by a bar on the street. You hear the noise, you see, you hear everything that's going on inside, but you're outside. Until you actually walk through the door and get into the environment, then it's a whole different world and a whole different experience. So going to it, uh, the main person that was teaching was Pedro Machado, and he had just won the world championship. So this is going back to, like I said, like probably 2000, 2001. And it renewed my passion for dancing. It's just like, this is cool. What, they have a choreography competition? You can actually, people can choreograph and do stuff. So it was a a whole, it's like a whole eye-opening thing for me. And kind of going back to when, because of that experience and getting to where I am now, it's like, I was also frustrated at the time. Like, okay, this is a really great song. But I don't get why you're putting a, maybe a kickball change or a sailor here when it doesn't fit to the music. Oh, the dance is really good. It doesn't. I like the style. I like the moves in the dance, but it doesn't really fit to the music. It was like a disconnect. So the reason why I got into choreography, started choreographing, is because you should, the dance should fit to the music. There should be a flow and a feel to it. And that's why I got into choreography. And then it's like, okay, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna choreograph a dance or two and enter it and see how it goes. And then for the next four or five years of venturing choreography, whether it's all in Florida, Orange Blossom, it was uh, Central Florida Central Dance something. What it's it's non-existent now. Uh, Orange Blossom Dance Festival, and at the time it was uh, the Sunshine State, which was around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. All the local choreography, all those comp- UCW, and these are pretty much all UCWDC at the time because you didn't have all the indiv- uh, standalone events like you do now. So I go to all of those events, JG2, uh, all I uh, won Windy City with um, uh, Mood Swing. It was, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of also kind of put me in that, kind of got the ball rolling. And ironically, I went up against Bracken Ellis at that time mm-hmm. for under her waltz under your spell. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, not to get on a tangent here, but like because everybody knew her dance, it was already an established dance when she was, they let, you know, if, the rules were like, if you know the dance, you can go out there and dance with whoever it was. So mm-hmm. I won my section for choreography. She won her section. So we, if you've ever been to Windy City, yeah. you know, they go head to head on that. And it's like, this is a new dance. Nobody knows it. How am I going to sell a dance mm-hmm. to people? And then the new judging panel, if, I, if I'm doing it by myself, I just, I think there's, you can do it yourself. And if you can sell it, let's say like a guy in or a Roy, like these days, Back then, it would probably have been like Joe Thompson or Scott Blevins, things like that. Those those people, you know, how am I going to sell it? So I asked the judges who judged me, "Can you go out there and perform it with me?" To kind of help sell the dance and everything. And Mark Gonzalez loved the idea, and they've been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. So, so it was that kind. Of, so when you go to Windy City and you see that, it's kind of like, well, I kind of got that whole thing going. So now the judges dance it with the, you know with the competitor, whoever did the choreography. And, you know, I ended up winning four to three, I guess that was the vote. So I ended up winning, beating Bracken. So whether that was the tipping point or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, so back to where I was, oh, choreography and then make things uh, fit. So I would go to different, into choreography here, there, whatever it is. And every single time, I said, do you have a step sheet? 
do you have a step sheet? We love your dance. We're going to teach it in our class. So that was kind of like my first like, oh, okay, great. You know, I put it out to see if people like it, if they like it, if they don't, they don't. And it never fails that every event that I would go to, one or two or whatever dances, whatever dances I put out there, people were asking me for step sheets. Okay, so it kind of just justifies and solidifies like, okay, I'm doing something right, you know. And, and then just through evolution and getting more musicality with, you know, you know, fitting more musicality into the dances, you know, there's always going to be a progression and evolution in how your abilities to choreograph. And I can go back and look at a dance now and say, what the hell was I thinking? You know, when I did a dance. I've done that. And, <laughs> um, you know, I've I got, I don't know where, I think it was Kick It or whatever it is, the one step sheet database. I realized I have over, tw over 200 dances. And I'm just like, wow, I choreographed that many? Where am I coming up with all of it? But then, you know, you always, you know, you borrow from other people. You see that movie, like, oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of remember that when you have a different song comes around, like you want to do a dance, like, that, would, that move would really fit good here. Mm -hmm. So, so you have that whole um, evolution and uh, where it's at now, and you know, with that and me competing, so you do actually at the time pro am couples, that added another element because I understanding that you know the whole phrasing and timing. And so, if you're going to do a dance that has a triple two timing, you're not going to do uh, East Coast or obviously not Walter's stands by itself, but understanding that. If you're going to do a cha-cha dance, the cha-cha concepts, and doing it to have that style, you're not just going to put steps together. You're not going to do a West Coast dance to an East Coast song. You know the, the styling. So you're going to try to fit what you can. Mm -hmm. You know a polka or whatever you do. So, and I'm not sure how familiar with the country couples you're familiar with, Mer but essentially they have basically eight styles of dance you got compete in. You have to do a two-step, you have to do a waltz, you do one or two swings east or west coast, and then they have four rhythm dances. They have triple two, cha-cha, uh, polka, and nightclub. Hmm. So this is where you probably see all that you have a nightclub style. This is where a lot of it um, comes from, it's from, from, the, from the couples dancing. So having those, understanding those elements of how to do a nightclub two-step. You know, it's not a side, it's actually a step-together collection cross. It's not a side to rock and recover. So that's like the easy way out of it. If you're actually going to do it technically correct and if it's going to look good on a dance floor, someone can do a step sheet and dance that's nightclub style. Um, and they'll do side rock and side rock and stuff. Well, okay. that's in it. And for most people, they understand that. But if I'm going to dance it myself, I'm going to do side together, cross side. You know, the true technique that goes along with it. And, uh, and then and they say, wow, he looks so good, you know. And people look at me because I'm not a small guy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and it's just like, well, just understanding body mechanics, everything that goes with it. I mean, if, you know, sometimes it's like, again, for me, I have to, because I'm so passionate about it, mm -hmm. I have to remember who my audience is, especially like going back to the club, that I could tell them, well, you want to do this, you want to do that. They don't care. They don't care how your foot placement is. They just show me the dance, and they want to learn the dance. And then you get the few that you know they want you know to do it well, and they want to look good doing it. And then, and I appreciate it too. But I also have to think about the masses too. So I'll throw a tidbit, you know, like for like like I said for the nightclub, or if you're doing this dance or that dance, you know, you want to make sure that something that's a faster song keep the steps smaller so you can keep up with it. 
you know, or play to the music or, you know, here's the thing that I do in this dance because I hear this in the music. So if you want to make it look like a certain way, you might want to try this. So um, that kind of goes with that. What does your process look like when you're choreographing something? Like, let's say we were to play a song for you right now and it just blew your mind. You thought, oh, I got to dance to that. I got to move as soon as I hear that song put, put on the speakers. I'm going to blank. The process. Um, well, first of all, do I feel anything for the song? Mm. I mean, you really can't. I've tried to put dances together for songs. Like people have asked me to do something. And, I, and that's kind of where, the, like, again, I put something together. It's, it hits something, it hits something, it doesn't. But, you know, if I understand, I hear the rhythm and stuff, I can put stuff together. But if I'm actually wanting to do a dance, I mean, it has to really catch your attention. You have to, should have to feel something for it. I mean, you can cookie cutter a dance. You can make a, and it's one of those things is this is going to be a dance that's going to be specific to the song because of the phrasing, which kind of goes into the process part of it. Hearing the song, okay, I like the song. Next part of it, count it out. What's the phrasing for it? Because if I'm listening to the song, I'm also going to get the style. Is it, is it a West Coast style? Is it a nightclub? Am I doing a waltz? What, is it a two-step? Is it whatever it is? So that kind of goes with, you know, when you're listening to a song, it grabs you. You're going to have that. You would have that basic understanding that this is what's going to, this is the kind of song style I'm going to be dancing into. Then it goes into the phrasing. Uh, do I have to add tags? Do I have to do restarts? Can I do a dance that works through it? Mm-hmm. I did one recently too because people have been asking for a, a dance to fix a drink, and it's like I like the song. I got. I have a feel for it, and the first three walls for a 32 count dance. It's all over the place. 24 counts, 16, 16, 24, back, back and forth. But after that third wall, it hits perfectly. Mm. So do I really want to put the time in and put a restart here, a tag here, a restart there, just to get to the, the fourth set of uh, the fourth wall or where it actually continues on throughout the music? Or can I do a dance that will, if you can work through the first part of the song, the first quarter or third of the song, and it hits after that, Great, I'm going to do that mm-hmm. because I'm also looking at my audience. Who is this dance going to appeal to? Fix a drink is going to be more for your clubs and country bars than maybe so uh, than on the, in the dance event. Now, if it hits the dance, if it's really popular and then also hits you know in the dance event world, great. Um, so that's part of the process too. Who am I catering to? The dance, the song is going to go to, the phrasing, and then the musicality of it. Um, is there little hits in the song that I'm going to have? Is it constant? Am I always going to be hitting this, this, this phrase, this, you know, pause that's in the song? Is there? Is it repetitive? Are you going to see where I can do something here that's going to carry out through the dance? Um, there's a song out there, uh, "After Party" by Maurice Rowe. Oh yeah, yeah love the dance, love the dance, love it great. You know, and I asked him about the dance and everything, and he has that little bump, bump that's in there, and it hits the music, oh, the, the the and cross and cross yeah. part, and he hit it great. And then when I when I first learned and I saw, it, I was like, great. And then I was waiting to hear it again. I wanted mm-hmm. to hear it again, and it never hits in the music end again. So, and he put it in there to hit it the one time, and it fits, and it still fits the music fine, and everything like that. 
but am I going to do a move just for that one part of the song? Is it? Does that make the songs? Does that one piece in the music make the whole song too? Is it going to do that? And so there's that kind of internal fight, you know, or debate whether do I put this in here, do I not, do I work through it, or how can I tie it into something that's else in the song? So even though you might want to do a kick and cross and cross, can I do maybe a sailor's step and turn or in place of it because the musicality in the rest of the song where it might only hit that one spot might hit twice in the song or maybe only in the chorus but then in the verses you don't have it mm -hmm. so is there something that's interchangeable that I can use that would actually fit both right. not just the one aspect so that's part four part five of the process because now you're actually you know picking apart elements of the song when it actually comes time to choreograph it um and then part of it when it goes back to the musicality or the style of song uh, nightclub one two and three am i going to keep that constant throughout or a cha-cha one two three four and because cha-cha's even that has evolved through dancing because cha-cha's in the 90s was one two three four or one two three and four mm -hmm. so it was done differently the count was different where if you do a true cha-cha it's four and one it's mm -hmm. four and five mm -hmm. Eight and one, so the the and is in between those, you know, the four and the five and the eight and the one, where back then it was three and four, seven and eight. So they put the and a little bit ahead. Not so they always call it a, a country cha cha, mm -hmm. not like a true cha cha. So the elements of the style of dance also comes into play at that point. How am I going to do it? Do I want to keep it the same no matter what? Um, am I going to have to throw something that's different in there? And then obviously it touches and pauses, making sure you obviously, and, then, and how you're going to transition the end of the dance into the beginning of the dance and all. So all those little pieces kind of go into it, but the process, it's pretty much, you know, as a recap, you know, music's got to grab you. Uh, you're you're going to get the style of dance, just, you know, phrasing it out and how can I play with the song and how to put, put the pieces together with the musicality in the song and how things are go along with it. You mentioned earlier that Guyton helped really lead the way for making it okay to do that kind of style, and thus we have people like Fred and Roy Hedisabrodo and Shane and uh, various others all kind of throwing their hats in the ring. D do you see anybody else with another different style, like a Scott, like a Guyton for today, that other people will probably want to adopt the style of because theirs is new and innovative and bringing in something never before seen. Um, since it's been a while since I've been out and about going to events, uh, just personal health reasons and work and all that things, I haven't been able to get out as often since like 2008, 2009. Because mm -hmm. at the time, like, again, I was doing pro-am couples, so I can do the line dance and couples and I get to see everybody in the different styles. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, with that, so seeing the up and coming people, so oh, people like even like Rob Fowler, like being here at the Vegas event, I never met him before. Mm. So all these people I'm meeting for the first time. So because like again, my name I know carries. People have heard my name, and when I meet somebody, oh, we do your dance, we know that. So you get the name recognition's there, but until you actually put the name in the face, and you actually meet the people. So people like I saw so far this weekend. 
uh, Philip Sobrio. That how you say his last name? Sobrio or Sobrio, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <coughs> and then Rebecca Lee. Yes. So because adding that little pop and lock, that kind of element, those two would probably be the ones that I've seen so far that can take what maybe Guinan has taken and take it to a different level or a different style. Um, okay, so Rebecca Lee, uh, I see as one of those people that can help transcend or take it to another level like Guinan has done. Uh, I, watching her dance so far this weekend has or this week, I see elements of another person that I met years ago when Guiding was coming up. That person name was Hypno, and this person, if you YouTube them, uh, look them up, has the pop and lock type of thing that she likes to do, and even Philip has that little pop and lock. But he takes it; it's almost like he has whole body is double jointed. It has that element to it until you actually see him dance. It's um, it's hard to really put it. You actually have to really kind of see it and then verse it how to explain it. But Hypno is his name, and he was out of New York City or in the New York borough somewhere up there. And um, when you watched him dance, it was just like it was just he didn't have bones. It was just like a Jello man, someone Jello, and the way he moves because of what he did. So. Um, but I can see someone like her and Philip um, doing things well. I can see maybe Shane McKeever picking up a lot of the things that Guyan has done, seeing him dance, maybe adding his own element to it. So I think he's a um, up and coming, you know, dancer that people will want to follow. So, so I would say those uh, couple that I've seen so far. Again, I haven't seen the whole array of uh, new. New talent now out there, so I'm I'm kind of limited to, you know, giving you my best opinion. But from what I've seen so far, I can see those people as uh, people you want to keep an eye on. Definitely, I agree. If there was a message that you could put out to all line dancers everywhere, the millions and gajillions of us out there in the world, almost like you had a giant billboard that we were all going to see on our way to wherever we were going, probably another dance event. What is it that you would like to put out there? Something for us to think about or something for us to do, something to try? What would you want to send out into the line dance universe? Line dance universe. Oh, boy. That's such a loaded question. I can get myself into trouble for this. Um, that is... Um, don't take yourself too seriously. Honestly, keep it fun because the moment that you become more... Uh, business-like or it says, well, it has to be this way or it has to be that way. And if it feels more of a job to you than fun, then maybe you need to take a step back. I kind of had to do the same process. Um, there's even times now where I kind of feel like I'm burnt out, where I just need to step away and do other things because um, unless it is you are raised, let's say like in ballroom dance, and jazz tab and you're taken to that and that is going to be your career and that's going to be your job that's a different mindset but if you're a person that likes to dance socially whether it's at the club at a rec center uh, at the events or whatever it is have fun with it don't take it too seriously learn what you can if you can learn an element to add to your dancing to make it better you know, self-improvement, you should always strive for that. The only reason I got into whole, the competition stuff in the first place is how far can I take it? 
and <clears throat> going back to like my pro-am stuff I had to go over three to take on three different instructors because of health reasons from the other instructors so I always lost the worlds by a point or a point and a half for like a three four year stretch because I had to keep on changing instructors so, so for me personally that growth is just like I would like to eventually get that say that you're a world champion okay uh, that's my own personal goal mm -hmm. that is something that also takes on a different element because I mean wanting to be better as a dancer so I'm going to take on the extra time and effort take the private lessons take what I can um, and even like sharing it with people you know I'm okay you know doing that but how far can I take it before I, I'm satisfied or even as age comes into play how far my body will let me take it you know because there's going to be limitations what I could do even 10 years ago I'm having a hard time now versus or 20 years ago so you know I have to be realistic and what, what you know where I want to be you know what I can do and what my goals are now because that's always evolving but essentially you just you know unless you're unless you find that fun competing and wanting to really grow it just Take it for what it is. It's dancing. You should have a good time with it. Don't take it too seriously. Or if you see somebody dancing, like, oh, they did that move wrong, whatever it is, they may not be at the same level or you. They might not look at it the same way as you do. And you have to take a, take a step back and realize this is their time. This is how they're having fun. If that's what they want to do it. I have people in my classes or even at the club where they're you know, trying to get them to step on the, right, on the, on the beat of the music sometimes is can be difficult to get the timing and such uh, when I teach my Wednesday night class that's actually the two parts I do a couple's two-step class and line dance class so trying to teach someone you know to find the beat of music you know and it's some people have it some people just can't hear the music and I see people all the time you know, like they get frustrated because they're out on the wrong foot or they're off time it's like they're not you let them have their fun you know if you need to dance away from them so you're not distracted, then go off to the side, you know. Um, sometimes I have to bite my lip, tongue, with all some of these same people because, you know, because of my role, stature in the community. You know, I mean, I know I'm not an A-lister, but I don't think I'm like a D-lister at the same time. You know, I'm somewhere in the C plus, B minus, somewhere in there if you want to look at it like that. Um, it just, you know, I try to just direct them in the right direction so just keep it light keep it loose have fun with it and um, just don't take yourself ser too seriously and you know I guess I'm a, if you want to look at it on the mean side just worry about yourself don't worry about the other person you know not to be mean about it or anything like that but um, just like I said have fun with it you know just be relaxed and, and enjoy for what it is it's dancing you should have fun for people who want to follow up with you and ask you questions via Facebook or email, how would people best get in contact with you? Um, Facebook would probably be the best way. There's only one of me on Facebook. So if you look me up, uh, right now you'll see it being with the Green Bay Packer helmet, being from Wisconsin. Um, how do you spell your name? The la uh, John, J-O-H-N, so just with an H. Last name is Dembic, D as in David, E-M as in mother, B as in boy, I-E-C. Uh, that's the best way to friend me, message me that way. Otherwise, you can get me uh, through email. Um, it's TWSTPR at AOL, which stands for two-stepper, mm. not two-strip. Ah. <laughs> 
because that's my license plate. I have TW space and then STPR, and then everybody says, you're a stripper? <laughs> like, no, you got the R in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. So I get that all the time. But, um, yeah, either email, uh, just subject line, you know, dance, you know, that has to do with dance, and I'll, get, I'll catch my attention. <laughs> so I get enough spam as it is. So. Yeah. But uh, that or via Facebook and mess message me. And I've always been open to if somebody needed a piece of music, I'll give it to them. Um, you know, I know that's not necessarily a legal thing to do, but. Yeah, sharing is caring. Share, yeah. So share the music. Uh, if they have questions about a dance of why I do something this way or do something that way, I'll be more than happy to either try to explain it on that or I'll say, give me your phone number, I'll call you up and I'll work. And I've done that with people in the past to work through a particular maybe set or piece in the choreography that they're having a hard time with, especially if it comes, you know, more intermediate, things of that sort, to get somebody through it. So you need your body here, body weight's there. You want to be whatever it may take, you know, because it can be something just as simple that you're on the wrong foot or your body's not in the right position. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. As far as digital files go, I, I believe that as long as you own a copy of whatever it is. Let's say you know, it's, it's a, a CD of an artist. They have a copy. All they need is a digital backup of a copy that they legally purchased. I'm, I, as, far, as far as I know, you're allowed to have and, and copy um, your personal backups, as long as you own an original. So if the people who are messaging you assure you that they have their own copy, they bought it on Amazon, they just need an extra copy, just in case okay. they, their dog bites their CD or something, then, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just helping them replenish their backup supply. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, speaking of music, I, I'm curious, if there were one dance that you would recommend everybody go out and learn right now, what would that be? <laughs> you mean my own choreography? Any. Uh, oh, my goodness. I have, like, four new ones out. Oh, my God. Um... Um, does it have to be one? It top three, yeah. top five. Yeah, okay, it top could be old, new, yours, or someone else's. Um, well, okay, there's going to be a bias here because it's going to be about me. So uh, I have three. Fix a drink is what it is, so I'm not really going to, you know, I already, and I already talked about that, but I, did, I found one through YouTube or I heard it on a, in the mall or I don't know where I heard this song but I think Michael Jackson had that new album they re-released or I got uh, something with Michael Jackson but I came across a song called State of Shock mm. and it's actually a collaboration with Mick Jagger and it's back in the 80, early 80s when Thriller came out so this might have been like a private library kind of song it never got truly released and I looked it up on YouTube and it's got him and Mick Jagger this one that's got him and Mick Jagger and Freddie Mercury so I did a dance to that, so it's kind of more of a popish, you know, dance. Um, one of my favorites right now, again, it's not to be biased, but because I like the song so much, is Chunky by Bruno Mars. Mm. And this is going to where a place where I know there's two dances out to it that's intermediate. Mine was actually more toward the beginner side of it. Mm. So it's, but everybody that I've shown it to love the dance. It's with the hip. I got hip rolls, and and it plays through the music perfectly, because they talk about sliding. So you're sliding, hip rolls, dropping it down. Things that I do with the dance. I mean, great song. The way I feel that it's been choreographed plays through the music very, very well with the verbiage and everything. And then the other one, and this is definitely going to be geared toward the country bar club scene because it's a hip hop song. It's um by the Lax featuring Bubba Sparks called um, 
Wylin, mm. W-Y-L-I-N. It's called Get Wylin, and it's just a very high beat, high beat straight, straight rhythm, just kind of like pulsing kind of dance. It's like kind of like doing Zumba. Mm. <coughs> <Fun>. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's really upbeat, and everybody at the club right now seems to just, they saw it the one time, and everybody got on the floor trying to learn it on the floor. Cool. So, uh, but currently out there, I would say uh, for new dances, hmm, I haven't seen all the choreography yet for this weekend, so I'm gonna just hold off on that. All so. right. Well, you've given us something. Or actually, uh, no. What? Actually, Trevor's new dance to uh, Shine Down. Which one's that? Um, Is it called Shine Down? No, that's the group Shine oh, okay. Down. Okay. Uh, see if I can. Sure. Find let's take it. a look at this uh, schedule that we have <coughs> in our hands here. I think he taught it yesterday. Uh, All right, we'll get there. I know he taught yesterday. Uh, there are spreadsheets. For those of you who are listening, uh, we're taking a look through a grid of dances that have been taught at this event. It's got the times listed uh, along the sides, 15 minutes per session usually, and then along the top you've got the different ballroom names, and then within the grid you have the dance names followed by the instructors teaching them, and also the choreographers if it's somebody else. Okay, I found it. It's How Did You Love? How Did You Love? Mm. All right. Intermediate. I actually learned it a, a couple weeks ago in Florida at another workshop, and he introduced it there. Liked it a lot. To a Shine Down song, the timing, it's hard to classify the song. If I were to dance it as a couple person, might be a West Coast, but mm. it's not. It doesn't sound like your typical West Coast. It's really kind of hard to classify it, but it's something that you want to probably look at because I really do enjoy. I like the dance. I liked it a lot at that point. Or the other dance that comes to mind also is the one that uh, the international team won at Windy City. Hurts like a cha cha. Hurts oh. like a cha cha. So yeah, that's a that's a pretty one. I like that. It's so sassy. It is, and I got to learn that a few weeks ago too. So those were probably the top two right now, outside of my own choreography. That. Um, I have gravitated to. So. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting line dance with us for, for this past period of time. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's nice to actually officially meet you all, too. <laughs> Likewise. Like I said, we all doing your uh, can't walk away at our club. So, yeah. so. Well, well, until next you. time, we'll, we'll see you on the dance floor. All right. Thank you very much.